I'm your host, David Frost. This is my strategic forecast where you get common sense market analysis. Hey, traders. So the market was down a little bit today, and we're going to discuss whether it's going to morph into something a lot more or is this normal and common market behavior? The market did something at the end of the day today, quite the opposite of what it did at the end of the day yesterday, being Wednesday. I'm going to show you what I watched in real time, and I'm going to come as close as I can to proving that a certain price that we discussed is important. Let's start with the big picture and we'll work our way backwards. So the big picture is, even though the market was down a little bit, the S&P was down about 8 points, the Dow was down about 70 points. Across the board, the market was down a little bit, roughly a third of a percent across the board. But it really isn't a big deal in the big scheme of things. There's nothing wrong with the uptrend. No damage was done to the uptrend. Can we come down a little farther? Can we come down closer to home base? Yeah. What's home base? Well, home base is the 20-period moving average, and we know markets don't like to get too far extended from home base. We're not really too far extended right now from home base. All we're doing is eating some time off the clock. Not a lot happened over the last several days. We made that new high, and not a new all-time high, but a new recent high over these pivots we discussed this a number of times and the market is reacting but what i find interesting is the market is reacting what we'll call very gently off making that new high by a few pennies normally we would see a pretty good rejection in fact let's take a look at what we did see in the past so here from that price level we saw a pretty good rejection from here we saw a pretty good rejection from here we saw a pretty good and immediate rejection. From here, we haven't yet seen anything close to these rejections. We may. It may begin tomorrow. We don't know. However, thus far, the market has treated the new high pretty gently, I would say. So that's a puzzle piece for me, and it's on the table. And in case you were wondering, that's on the bullish side of the ledger. Since there are two sides to the ledger, let's flip it around and let's talk about the bearish side of the ledger. But we're going to limit the bearish discussion, at least for right now, to the short term. And I'll explain why and I'm going to show you why. First of all, nothing's changed. So the same support area is still valid. So it's basically the low of when we broke out, we gapped higher and we've been trading above this area. We tested it a couple of times, traded away from it. It would not be uncommon for us to come back and test that area. And let me explain why that actually became increasingly more likely after today's close than it was after yesterday's close. Let's go down and look at an hourly chart. And what you'll see here is a trend line I put and it's not to the exact penny, but I just wanted to give you a visual of the lower end of the same area that we just looked at on the daily chart. So on the hourly chart, let's just say for argument's sake, we did come back down there. Let's just say the market is bearish in the short term, it falls a little bit, and we come down into that area. You have a 100 period moving average, and you also have the low of this recent trading range. 
Just as a reminder, that's where we gapped up and we've tested it and we may come down to test it again or may or may not hold. We'll get to that later, but this is where an initial area of support would likely be even if we did get down there. I'm not saying we will if we did. Back on the daily chart, I want to bring up something that was important yesterday. It was important the day before, the day before that, and it's still important today in my opinion. Let's go through it. So you'll remember I harped on the fact that that closing price on this day was important, 279.14. Let's put a line, a trend line at 279.14. All right, it's a thin trend line, but it's a trend line nonetheless. It's an important number. I want to go down to a different chart, a different time frame, and show you something. Now, this is something that really is right out of the course at Lazy E-Mini Trader. Now, anybody that's taken the course will know the second half of the conversation, which is why this was a short trade. Now, technically, at the end of the day, not a lot of traders want to get into a position with a half an hour left of trading because what happens if it doesn't go your way and you get stuck? So that aside, we're just discussing the technical aspect of what the market did. But let's start on the first part of the conversation, which is, 279.14. That's this thin trend line. Look what happened at the end of the day. So the market was trading below that number. Remember yesterday, we ran up to close above that number. That was important. Remember that. Here's that close yesterday, right? This is 1600. That's 4 p.m. Closing price, 279.21. Look at the low of that 10-minute candle. So they ran up to close above that number. Today, they tried to do the same thing and it failed, and it failed for other reasons that are outlined, explained, and taught thoroughly in the course at Lazy E-Mini Trader. Traders would know exactly where they were wrong in this trade, and again, put aside the fact that it was at the end of the day, these type of trades happen at all times during the day on all different types of charts, stocks, commodities, the S&P, doesn't make any difference, all charts act and react the same way. Now that we know that 279.14 is important, or we may not know it, I believe it's important. You may or may not believe it's important. It doesn't matter. You have a choice. You can believe it or not believe it. It doesn't matter. This is the way I look at it, and it is important to me and how I look at the market until it's not, and there will become a time when it's just no longer important, but it was important for the last few days, so it's important until it's not. And look what the market's doing in and around that area. Whether we're off by a few pennies doesn't matter. It's 279, 279.14, 20, 279.05. Anywhere in there, you can see that the market is telling you that this price area is important. So put that in your pipe and smoke it. So now we have a couple of cases. We have a daily chart that nothing really is wrong. We're still in an uptrend. And still, the market can obviously push higher all we need is a spark to get going. But at the same time, the market can certainly pull back a little bit, but as long as we stay above these moving averages, technically we're in an uptrend. I wouldn't necessarily like to see the market down at these moving averages. That wouldn't necessarily be good for the bulls. Obviously, that would break the short-term uptrend, but from a longer-term perspective, there's still would be plenty of buyers down in this 275 area, even if we did get down there. 
But right now, we take it one step at a time, and right now, we'll focus on maintaining above this area, anything below this area, they'll want to fill the gap and come into these moving averages, but I don't necessarily say that has to happen in one bite, one fell swoop, just giving you the visual from a daily chart perspective. But let's dig a little bit deeper, see what else we find. Looking at a 120-minute chart, it's really the same thing as the hourly chart for the most part. However, just want to point out a couple of things that we haven't really yet discussed today. You can see this spike down here. That was filling a gap. So that's interesting. So we filled a gap. Is this still bullish, building energy for another push higher, or are we going to fail? And if we came back down towards this gap, I'm not so bullish, and I would think that that would be the bears taking the ball and have the bulls on their heels. And that's the way I have to look at the market. So I think we're at a really, really important price area right here, right now. I still think we're right around the 50-yard line. I still think it's a free game or it's a jump ball or it's a fumble. And I don't necessarily think anybody's picked up the ball yet. I think it's fair game from here. And for now, when I say fair game, if the bulls take the ball... They're going to want to challenge the highs that were made the other day and likely go higher. There are some higher prices that are certainly possible. If the Bears take the ball, they're going to want to push the market down toward the moving averages. Whether or not they get there is a different story. They'll certainly want to go for the bottom end of this upper range that we've already tested. So that's really the first and immediate order of business that you have to watch out for. The IWM, my favorite market-leading indicator. So some interesting stuff happened during the trading day in the IWM. So I was watching, and I'm always watching it very closely. The IWM was weak, which was telling me, or at least indicating to me, that there was a likelihood the market would get weaker, the S&P would get weaker. And then the IWM turned around, markets started to get a lift, but at the end of the day, we basically just traded in a very narrow range across all markets. And that was really the end of the story, kind of the end, period. Narrow range, market didn't really do much. There was no conviction of buyers. There was no conviction of sellers one way or the other. And we had another one of those, quote unquote, light volume days. And that goes in with... No conviction one way or the other. Light volume, there's not a lot of buyers, not a lot of sellers, and the market just floats around on some computerized algorithmic trading, whatever you want to call it. It really doesn't matter what it is. What matters is nothing happened. Do we get any new information from the IWM today? No, because it was really down about the same amount as the spider, give or take, when it's just pennies here and there, you just have to say it's just margin of error. How about the transportation department? So again, here we come edging lower. Now we came close to but did not hit the 20 period moving average. We're coming down slowly. Does that tell you anything? Not necessarily. We can come down slowly and break hard. That's certainly possible. We can come down slowly and bounce up. So I can take it either way. So I'm not going to interpret a slow bleed one way or the other. We don't need to read into it any further than that. What's the corresponding level to the transports that we discussed in the SPY? And that's really right here. So there's still some room on the downside where the transports can come down farther if they're being pulled down by the spiders or vice versa and still find support 
in generally the same areas that the S&P 500, SPY does. So we'll see what happens. I'm just giving you the case on the downside if we do bleed further. We're also coming into a time zone where traders that have taken the course at Lazy E-Mini Trader may suspect that we may get a turn in the transports in the other direction soon. So, you know, you can see both sides. As long as we stay above the 20-period moving average, it's still in an uptrend, and that's fine. You also might see this. You might not see this, but you're seeing it now. So this is the other side. So the question is, is this a valid trend line? Did we just break it to the downside, holding it yesterday on close? And is this going to fall off now? And don't forget, the transports have been many, many, many times a very, very good canary in the coal mine. It just is what it is. So I'm obviously watching this very, very closely. And I'll leave that trend line up. We can certainly recapture it to the upside tomorrow. So one day doesn't necessarily make or break a trend, but I'm watching. How about the technology space over in the queues? Anything happened today? Absolutely nothing down 19 cents. That's just a rounding error. This is bullish. There's nothing bearish about this chart. We have to look at both sides of each market, but you can't see a bearish side on the daily chart based on the current trend. Now, I know I'm going to get a lot of comments about the bigger trend. I get all that. But the current trend is up. It is what it is. There's nothing wrong with the technology stocks. As a group, I should say. Individually, there are some different stories out there. How about in the financial district? Remember, as long as the financials are okay, the overall market is unlikely to just unravel. So the financials are going sideways underneath the 200 period moving average. How many times have we seen this before? There's a breakdown candle high above. There's a gap. We talked about it many, many times. We're watching. You know, you're sandwiched in between the 20 period moving average, which is actually rising up underneath price. And you have the 200 period moving average, which is going slightly less than parallel to price. It is sloping down slightly. So we'll see what happens if the financials can bust through. The longer they go sideways like this, the higher the probabilities become that they're going to go higher. You just have to be aware of the trick, trap, fool, and frustrate. The trick, trap, fool, and frustrate was one of those over here. We were doing the same thing. We're edging up, though, which I would rather see it go the other way. So we're going sideways for the most part. We start to break higher, and then the trick, trap, fool, and frustrate crew come in. They shake out the last in, so we get a little LIFO going, last in, first out. And then the market takes off again to the upside. So here we are again. Are they going to do another shimmy and same routine? I don't know. I'm just saying watch out for the trick, trap, fool, and frustrate crew. But as long as the financials are okay, the overall market is technically okay. When things change, then they change. The SMH, this is the ETF that tracks the Philadelphia Semiconductor Index. And it was a nice little shakedown today in the SMH and a recovery finishing flat. But that's actually positive overall. That is good for the semis when you recover like that. It's a positive takeaway in a market that's in an uptrend. So this really does go on the bullish side of the ledger. It's a puzzle piece. It's on the table. There were a couple of other puzzle pieces here I failed to mention. They're all on the table. Trust me. Little change of pace. I want to discuss Kraft Heinz for a second. I'm getting a lot of emails about this stock. 
and I'll address it this way. So here's the daily chart. And obviously, if you've been watching this or you saw what happened a few days ago, the stock got creamed. It goes from 48, 49 to where we are now. And the question is, where's the buy zone for Kraft Heinz? Look, Kraft Heinz, at least I don't believe, is going out of business anytime soon. I'm pretty sure they have a real business with real products that people buy. They have some issues, but there are two sides to the equation always. Likely, the issues will be worked out. They also have what I believe to be some activist investors in there. So they're going to be hammering the board of directors to make some changes necessary to boost what they call shareholder value. That means get the darn stock price back up. But let's talk about it from a technical perspective because I think it's important. And then I'll tell you what I'm doing here. So when you look at the weekly chart, it's still in no man's land. And if you scroll back, well, I don't need to scroll back. Let's go to the monthly chart and I'll show you what I'm talking about. So Kraft Heinz was created out of some mergers and acquisitions. Warren Buffett was involved. Some other investors were involved. And they created this new company that started trading just a few years ago. So the problem is we don't have any data below where we are. We're in no man's land. That's the problem with the stock. However, there's always a way, as long as you're willing to take on some risk, if you're willing to take on the risk, we're in the risk business. So taking on risk is what we're doing here. So how do you trade Kraft Heinz knowing where you're wrong with limited risk? Well, it's pretty simple. Today was a pretty good day for Kraft Heinz overall. You could say today was a reversal day. Is it the best reversal on the board? Not even close. It didn't have the volume anywhere near what it had when it got creamed. I don't expect that kind of volume. I'm not looking for 110 or 20 million shares on a reversal. 40 million shares is pretty good. That's today. So I think it begins to qualify. More would have been better, but we made a new low. We reversed and we closed almost above yesterday's high. So... Not everything I would have wanted, but you can certainly be long Kraft Heinz, but you have to be long against being wrong below today's low, and that's the way it's traded. How you do it is up to the individual trader. Hourly closes below today's low, that's probably a bad sign. A daily close below today's low, and you have to be out because the next stop could be 30 bucks on the downside. Another way to do it with Kraft Heinz or a situation like this is to trade in call options. So you buy some call options, giving yourself plenty of time. You have to give these things time. Time isn't two weeks. It's not next Friday's expiration. And it's not next month. You need time. You need months and months and months to let this thing work out. There's a fair chance that this thing sees $40 in 2019 however it could still be wrong and using options on a trade like this limits your risk you can only lose the premium that you purchased so if the call option that you bought was two dollars a contract and you bought five contracts total exposure is a thousand dollars on the trade it is what it is I'm not saying to do it. I'm not saying not to do it. I'm saying how you would do it if you were interested in a trade like that. The other way to do it is to buy the stock outright. But again, we have no point of reference below. So it's very difficult. There could be another leg down. We just don't know. Today's low was 31.82, I believe. 
So the risk is relatively small, but there is risk because we don't know where the bottom is. We just have no idea. As of today, it's today. Tomorrow, it could be a different number. And with that, folks, I'm going to wrap it here. It's everything that I wanted to and intended to discuss, so I appreciate everybody tuning in. My Strategic Forecast is hosted by David Frost. Subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast app, and please visit MyStrategicForecast.com for more information. My Strategic Forecast is common sense market analysis. Music